0: Hello and welcome back to Security Insights, the podcast that takes a deeper look at today's most important issues in cybersecurity and beyond. I'm Stephen Pritchard, editor and presenter. What would you do if you came under a cyber attack? And how would you react if the attack turned out to be ransomware? With it seems no let up in the number of ransomware incidents, these are questions every CISO and CIO must be asking. And it's certainly a question Tony Mendoza asked himself many times during his career in IT. Mendoza is Senior Director of IT at technology vendor Spectra Logic, And like so many others, his company found itself under attack by a ransomware group. But unlike most, he's chosen to speak publicly about the experience and to share the lessons that his team learned. And what follows is a fascinating insight into being in the eye of the ransomware storm. Firstly, though, I asked Mendoza whether he feels that threat levels overall are rising. I
1: would say over the past two years, the the world has become uh, significantly riskier. Uh, Prior to that, you know, we we always um, had cybersecurity on our minds. But not at the level it's gotten to in the last couple of years, with with ransomware and cyber attacks going up exponentially.
0: And why would you say that's changed?
1: Uh, I I think well I think it's it's the uh, the intelligence of the threat actors has definitely increased. Uh, it, it's actually impressive how how intelligent the the uh, the cyber attackers are now. Prior to that, you know, we had we've always had port scans. We've always had to worry about viruses. Uh, we've always had to worry about phishing, um, but just the the level of intelligence that we've seen over the past couple of years, and and uh, how how common the, the attacks have have become, uh, I I think has has gone up over the last two years.
0: So it's the level of harm and the volume.
1: Yeah, and, and you know obviously there's there's you know certain things going on in the world that we're all aware of and that have increased the 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 attack, um, I, I guess the threat from other countries.
0: Sure, sure. So you've agreed to come on the program to talk about a ransomware attack against your business. So before we go through the detail of what happened, why do you think it's important to share that story?
1: just after the attack and and this will probably resonate with a lot of it folks is it's not something that you want to talk about it's not something that you want to admit to um it's 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 pretty invasive you know when it happens and then uh, you don't want to expose yourself again and say you know hey i i went through this attack and here's my story and here's what i've done and you know kind of open yourself up to attack again Um, but what we realized is that you know with the tools that we had in place we were able to recover and 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 we just want to let other people know that you can put infrastructure in place to help you recover from these things. And And the great thing about our CEO, Nathan, is that he feels that this is helping protect other companies, um, especially in you know in the in the medical industry, the healthcare industry where you know it's it, for us it yes it shut down our business and it cost us a lot of money but you know he feels that th- there's more of a personal aspect with other companies that you know lives can be at stake with with an attack and so he's he just felt that you know we had a good recovery story and 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 we just wanted to share that with other people and obviously we had our products in place that helped us out and so there's part, that part of the story and then he you know our, our company took our lessons learned, and we're building them into our products to help other
0: companies. So it's a question of sharing the good practice. Well, tell us then what happened. Why did you end up in this position? So you said your company was a victim of ransomware attack. Tell us what happened there.
1: Yeah, that's 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 where things get real. It's, it's an interesting story, and 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 I'll say you know be, before the attack, we always protected our infrastructure. We we always had security in place but we were not prepared for something like a cyber attack. And you got to remember, this is back when we were attacked was when the pandemic was was really ramping up. Um, U.S. businesses were, were going from, you know, traditionally on-site businesses uh, to, a, to a remote, not even a hybrid re- remote, but a complete remote work environment just to keep business going during the pandemic. And so we had to do the same thing. Um, 40 years of a company being on premise, uh, we had to almost overnight move our entire workforce to remote and, and we have tools in place and, and, you know, we've had some hybrid, uh, uh, work opportunities in the past. Um, but we went literally overnight to, uh, remote. And what this meant was we opened up a lot of, of, uh, access that we didn't have in the past that we didn't have to think about as far as protecting with, with, uh, um, security with cybersecurity. Uh, so we go remote, and almost immediately uh, we get attacked uh, um, through a, a phishing email. Um, and and in the past, if somebody got attacked, we could we could kind of limit the the uh, damage that that phishing attack would cause because everything was was contained within our firewalls, and 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 we could see it and limit it. This was something that happened on a system outside of our firewall. Somebody connected remotely. Um, and what happened was the, the attack um, uh, uh, propagated through everything that person had access to and was logged into. And so at the time, the IT team was still on premise. We were still, you know, working through some remote issues and, and, and working through some infrastructure issues. So we were, we were on site. Um, and we started seeing systems crashing, or, or we started seeing uh, odd behavior in systems. And and what happened was, this odd behavior started propagating through a lot of our systems, and we within an hour knew that we were under attack and that the attack had spread through a lot of our infrastructure. And so, so we as a as an IT team that you know old school team, we ran to the data center and pulled plugs. We literally disconnected our systems from the internet or or from the network. And that's what really, um, uh, uh, got us in a position where, where we can, you know, stop the propagation as far, as far as we knew and, and regroup and figure out what was going on and, uh, you know, how to react to it. And this is all within the first one or two hours of the attack.
0: Well, I was going to say, how did the attack come to your attention? So you saw malware propagating across the system before somebody contacted you, presumably, to ask for some form of ransom or um, get in touch.
1: I wish that were the case. What actually happened was we had users contacting us saying, hey, this system's acting odd. And we'd look at the system and and, and agree yes the system's acting odd but it's still working and 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 you know we we can't figure out what really the problem is this is at the early stages um and then we had a user say hey i just tried to get to one of my files in one of our directories on um one of our file servers and there's no files there there's just one file and that's when we looked at it and we saw that that you know a terabyte of data had been uh, condensed into one encrypted file, and there was a note. And this was just a this was just a text note, and we opened it, and it it almost looked like a joke because it was so simple. And it basically said, you know, you've been uh, attacked by Netwalker, and 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 that that was the name of of the uh, ransomware that attacked us. Um, and your files are encrypted. Don't try to unencrypt them. You have five days to pay this ransom. I mean, it was that simple. And here's, here's a, here's an address where you send your Bitcoin money to.
0: So it was a user that identified that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a user that, that, that pointed us to that directory. And once we saw that, like I said, at first, you know, it's hard to wrap your head around that that just happened. But then we started looking through the other systems that were acting odd. And we found that all of our all of our data was being encrypted, and we watched it being encrypted. And and now remember, all, all this data is this is all of our our tier one system. So they're on flash storage systems, so they were encrypting unbelievably fast.
0: So how deep did it penetrate within the organization?
1: So uh, you know, by by the time I'll, I'm jumping ahead here, by the time we got it stopped, you, you know, quarantined. Um, it encrypted about 70% of our servers. Um, it also propagated through some of our um, Active Directory administrative accounts and, and started attacking uh, operating systems, uh, attacking our backup software. And, and, and it's really, it, it, I hate to say this, it's really quite intelligent how it acts on, on the network, how it attacks.
0: So it came in through a phishing attack. It, somebody clicked a link and then that activated it within the system. So at what point did it end up in your desk? What point were you brought in and said, okay, Tony, we've got a real problem here? Uh,
1: so this was within the first hour of of um, us noti- uh, noticing that the systems were acting strange. Uh, so it was immediate. I, I was brought in immediately and... in. You know, my team was in my office saying, "Hey, we've got some weird things happening to a lot of systems," and and that's really what tipped us off that it was something big. Was, you know, we're used to one or two systems having oddities and 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 having problems, and we have to fix those. Um, but we started seeing this across our network, across our our data center infrastructure.
0: What was your next step?
1: Like I said, we we panicked and pulled plugs. Um, that wasn't enough. You know, it was still propagating within the systems that it had access to. Um, so w- within the first, I'd say, two hours, we shut down our data center. Um, and, and now I, I, I wish I could tell you that I, I had this plan in place to, to, you know, recover from this. But it was, it was about 12 hours of, of team meetings, um, us calling our, our security partners and, and trying to get them to help. And, and now remember, they're remote also, and we couldn't get them access to even look at these systems yet. Um, so it was probably middle of the night, you know, this, this started about nine or 10 AM, uh, on, on a Thursday morning. And now we're at probably three or 4 AM by the time we had, uh, uh, security vendors. And, uh, and also we, we contacted, uh, based on some advice from a peer, we contacted the FBI. And so we had the FBI, uh, cybersecurity team online and we also uh, um, had cyber attack insurance, cybersecurity insurance, and they gave us some resources. So this is, this is almost 24 hours later, about 20 hours later, that, that we finally had a team together to start talking about how we were even going to look at it, let alone uh, stop it and recover from it and, and you know, figure out how deep it went.
0: So you're able to pull together a team, but did you have a playbook, a plan that you'd rehearsed for this type of event? Was there a an existing, tried and tested, and rehearsed response for a ransomware attack, or or not at this point?
1: Yeah, no. Well, so we have we have a very uh, robust disaster recovery plan, and that's and 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 that was a, a big lesson learned is. We've lived on a disaster recovery plan for 20 years, and, and we update it and we test it, and we know it works. and And we have a notification plan. Um, we didn't have a cyber response plan, and that's very different than than our, our disaster recovery plan. Now, granted, our disaster recovery plan had some some um, tools in place for us to help, but but since then, we've had to create a true cyber. Uh, re- a cybersecurity response plan for, for cyber attacks.
0: That makes sense. And you're not the only person to say that by any means. But so once you once you established what was happening and you brought in some of the external expertise, the FBI, your vendors, what did you then do to start to break down the incident and mitigate its effects so you could start to restore systems in the organization? Could you walk us through what happened next?
1: sure um so so this is and i'm going to condense it but this is this is my team i have a small team we we don't have a a sock or a knock we have a a a small team of infrastructure specialists and, and network specialists and so so this was a team working around the clock sleeping in shifts working with our vendor partners um to to first uh quarantine our infrastructure then to figure out, you know, what the extent of the attack was, um, to do a uh, uh, an assessment on, on what resources we had left and available to us, um, we also had to, you know, work on notifying the company, keeping the company, uh, uh, you know, informed of what was going on because because they're down. But it was the, the cyber attackers gave us five days to make a decision. And it took us five days to do all of that assessment, um, meeting with with uh, our, our security partners, meeting with the FBI. It took us until the last minute to decide, were we gonna pay a ransom and, and try to get recovery uh, uh, decryption keys from these threat actors, or uh, were we gonna go at it, go at it alone? And really the, the turning point for us in those five days was uh, you, you know with the tools our our security partners provided to us um we we had to make sure that that we were secure that we didn't have um any exposure any you know public exposure with with data and and with uh, credentials and and so these five days were used for us to um, put tools in place, look at logs, make sure there was no data egress. And, 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 luckily for us, that's a big one. There was no data that left our company. Um, and then um, make sure we were secure before we could even make a decision to say, we're not going to pay these threat actors and we're going to recover. And so it was, it was five days, 24 hours a day of just assessing and deciding.
0: When you say you made the decision to attempt to recover the data yourselves, you must then have leaned quite heavily on your existing disaster recovery plans, which allowed you to access your backups.
1: That, that's right. What what we what we realized in those five days, and, and this was really our, our, the key to our decision, was, you know, obviously I have access to Spectralogic hardware and software, and and I, you know, I I, I overuse it. Say, you know, I I have access to it, and so I'm going to put it all in in place. And what we realized was uh, we had everything backed up on tape, which was immutable, and we had it air gapped and stored offsite. And so we knew that worst case scenario, all of our data is there and backed up, and it, and it was backed up. You know, this is five days later. And it was backed up to to the previous uh, um, uh, weekend, and so we knew we had that. And and it wasn't ideal, right? We would have had to gone back a, a few days, and 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 that would have taken some time to recover. Um, but it gave us that confidence that we had our data, and and so we were safe. We were protected. We had our data. What we also did was um, we snapshot our data to our disk products, to the Spectra disk products, and we realized by doing that. We had backups from hours before the attack and those were also immutable by what we would like to call virtual air gap. So we were snapshotting snapshots and, and this was all something that, you know, our internal teams are set up for us uh, and, and we were just using it mostly for convenience, right? So, so we were using it for protection obviously, but we were using it to, to tell our, our um, user base that we could recover stuff back a few hours versus to the previous weekend or the previous day. And so so that's what, what made, gave us the confidence that we said, look, we have it on disc, we have it on tape. Yes, it's gonna be a painful recovery because it's everything, but we have it and we can get started today recovering.
0: And when you say it's immutable, in the situation you found yourselves in, in a live cyber attack, situation. Did you need to test or verify that those backups hadn't been damaged in any way by the ransomware?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and, and that was part of that five days. So, so very early on, we knew we had backups. We knew we had snapshots. What we spent that time doing, and, and remember our backup software was also attacked, um, the backup account that we used to back uh, to the AD account that we use to back up our network, our, our infrastructure was also compromised. And so we knew we had backups, but we didn't know the state of them. And so we spent a lot of that time um, testing stuff and, and, and looking at our data. And what we realized is anything that was accessible by that, that um, backup account was compromised. But what we had in place was snapshots before the attack um, that were immutable, that we, we create them as read-only snapshots that the backup software does not have access to. This is just done natively on our system. And, and at the time, this is something that we just had set up. You know We, we have engineers available to us at Spectralogic to help us set this up. Um, the great thing that came out of that is now we've built that into our products, the snapshotting.
0: So that read-only access was that part of your product before the cyber attack as well or is it something that you've subsequently added in because you developed it?
1: Well, it it was it was part of our product but it was not I mean you had you had to develop it yourself within our product. And 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 we give access to to development within our product. Um, but w- what we did is we built it in as a feature. So it's a it's a a checkbox now in a, in a GUI. You know, it's versus having to code it in.
0: Okay, so you can now just toggle it on and off as you need to.
1: That's correct. And 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 you know, I'm I'm oversimplifying it quite a bit, but uh we did use this as a as a uh an opportunity to improve our products to to what we call attack harden our products and, and build this stuff in. So I'm I'm making I'm oversimplifying it and, and I've got to give credit to the people that developed it. Um they they really, really took our lessons learned and said, hey, you know, if we can offer this to other people. It gives you an option of of recovering versus uh, uh, paying a ransom.
0: Well, you're very fortunate then that that was something that you had access to. But who made the decision ultimately to not pay the ransom and to try to work around the problem?
1: That was me, and that was a very tough decision. Um, one thing I'll add is is I was informed by you know our security partners and the FBI that hey, you could pay this ransom, and 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 the ransom was. million. And so, so they said, yes, you can pay that ransom and, and, and we can help you with that, but there's no guarantee that, that you're going to, you're going to get, um, uh, uh, your uh, decryption keys, and there's no guarantee that they're going to work. And so, you know, when, when I made that decision, I, I had to think through all of that. And at that time, You know, the same time my team's telling me we have that data. We have our data.
0: So on the balance, on the one hand, you've got the certainty that you have the data. There's a question of the cost of recovering it and ensuring that it's not further corrupted against the, the known cost of paying the ransom, but the unknown effectiveness of that, because you don't know if the encryption key will be granted to you or whether it will work. But also there's the moral aspect, isn't there? Did that cross your mind? I'm sure it did, but did you also think, I don't wanna be giving these people $3.6 million?
1: That's absolutely right. And, and you know, it, at that time, there were, there were a lot of attacks in the news and we were seeing even, even a, a local city uh, was attacked, paid the ransom and didn't get anything in return. And we, and, you know, and, and I also, you know, being in the industry, I, I read all the stories, and and I see other people getting decryption keys, and it takes forever, or it doesn't decrypt it appropriately, or you're still in in a bad spot. Um. So so we, it, it was it was a fairly confident decision that that we made. You know, once once we knew we had our data, that was going to be the quickest, safest route back.
0: But that's the key thing: is it knowing where your data assets are. So how then did the incident conclude? And indeed if it has fully concluded, because these things can have a, a very long-term impact on an organization.
1: We built a plan and, and, and we worked through recovery and got. we had a, a priority of systems to get recovered. And we had those those tier one systems recovered within about a week. Um, and then we started recovering other systems. And, and I don't want to say that, that any of that was easy. Um, we had two paths, we had to recover and we also had to secure. And so so that took time. And and I would say to to get back to business as usual, as I'd say is was about 30 days. And then there were lingering effects for about three months of, of you know, um, some systems that were maybe not as critical that we that we had to. You know, either remove from our infrastructure or, or find other ways to to uh, uh, service what those those machines were servicing. But it was painful. It was, I'm not going to say it was easy and 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 you know it's a piece of cake and we'll do it again and have fun doing it. It was it was horrible.
0: That's quite a significant impact.
1: The great story is that we were back up a week later. You know, our company was functioning a week later because remember, everyone's off site. They don't have access to anything to do work. They're sitting around waiting. Um, we were back up in a, in a week. Uh, we were working in a week. Like I said, there was pain for a month and, and the IT team suffered th- for three months, but the company itself felt recovered after a month.
0: How important was it for you to keep communicating with your stakeholders during this process? So whether that's with your CEO, whether that's with shareholders or customers.
1: That was the most important thing we had to do. And so it was it was immediate contact. And by the way, immediate contact meant phone we didn't have our email server up at that, that first day, you know, we, we had to shut it down and quarantine it. And so, and so in our disaster recovery plan and our business continuity plan, we have an order of calling people on the phone. And, and so that was, I spent most of the first day communicating and then every day after that, I had update meetings with the leadership teams.
0: And we said right at the outset of this conversation that part of the reason that you are encouraging or you were encouraged and your CEO was encouraging you to talk about it was because of the lessons learned. So what have been the key lessons learned for yourselves?
1: There's obviously the the easy side of that is a security lesson. We've learned how to build a, a, an appropriate uh, cybersecurity infrastructure to help protect us from this. Um, and And I won't, I won't to you know, say I'm a security expert, but I have learned a lot about about securing our infrastructure. Um, but what I will say is, with with your data, um, obviously protect it, air gap it, virtual air gap it. Snapshots are are a big deal. And what I like to say is, limit the blast radius. That was a big fault of ours. When we got attacked, we had a, a fairly flat infrastructure that that got attacked you know all our data was was available to every system on the infrastructure and it all got attacked at, very quickly um, so I tell people to, to you know, limit your blast radius and, and diversify your storage and archive when you can archive and, and don't give that ac- those access points to the threat actors.
0: And is there anything else that you would do differently, in particular with your incident response? Is there anything that you would change or you have changed in light of your experience?
1: We thought we were protected and we didn't really think we were going to be the victims of, of cyber security attacks. So we have built a plan for attack. We have built security um, a different type of security to, to help protect us. And we've uh, we've taken all those backups that we've done with our, with our tape product and our disc product, and we've really beefed them up. I mean, we, we, we snapshot like crazy now because we want to go to our snapshots for, for recovery. We don't want to have to go to our tape, but you know, the tape's a silver bullet. Um, and so I would say the biggest lesson learned is uh, not with, with my planning and 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 my response is that we're gonna get attacked again. It's, it's not a matter of if we get attacked. It doesn't matter how much security I have in place. We have to plan for an attack in the future. And, and, and the best advice I can give is just have a plan for when you're attacked
0: what would you then share with others or what information have you shared with others and you said that you'd drawn some advice from your peers as well in how you responded to the incident but what information have you shared with other people in the industry uh, which particularly they have said is valuable to them in terms of dealing with this type of cyber incident
1: you know it's it's really the confidence of of having that data backed up and and kind of at your disposal disposal for that decision-making right like i said you, you have to plan for an attack you have to plan to be attacked and by the way that now they're they're going after backups they're, that that's part of their plan now is because they don't want you to recover they want you to pay them um and so so uh, uh, back, the backup infrastructure um security is is key and like i said limiting that blast radius, you know, don't, don't give them access to your entire data infrastructure. Like I did diversify that data, put it on different, uh, storage mediums. um, uh, archive data. Don't, don't keep it all online. Uh, like I said, we, we our our main storage system is a flash storage system. So it our it, uh, encrypts very quickly
0: and plan and test
1: plan and test. And that is something that we do quite often. We did it in the past. Now we do it as as uh, part of our, our business continuity planning is, is cyber attack recovery. And, and we do have a communication plan. We also have uh, our cyber, our, our, security partners uh, on call for us. We, we, we don't have, like I said, we don't have a knock. We don't have a team that's monitoring this all the time. Uh, so we've, we've kind of diversified our, our security, um, uh, ecosystem to to you know we, we have uh cloud-based security and EDR security. Um we have security partners that are available to us if we get attacked again. I'm I'm sorry, when we get attacked again. I think people should talk about this. And and I think I think the more people talk about it and the, the bigger we build the community of of recovering from or blocking them, it's it will lessen the pain that that everyone feels from cyber attacks and, and ransomware especially.
0: Tony Mendoza at Spectralogic on why he thinks that sharing the experience and lessons learned from cyber attacks will help everyone in the infosecurity community. That, though, is all for this episode of Security Insights. We'll return to our usual fortnightly episodes next week on Wednesday, July the 6th, when we'll start a series investigating the global cyber skills shortage. We do hope you can join us then. Meanwhile, you can catch up on past programmes on our website securityinsights.co.uk and of course on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon and Spotify. Thanks again for listening.